with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Today we dive into the deep and unknown creative ocean of our creative mind with the research. Welcome back to Attitude. It's the podcast that explores the infinite death of the human psyche. It dwells at the intersection of art, culture and the digital world and more and takes you, dear listeners, on a journey through the most complex topics of our existence. I'm your navigator through this fascinating labyrinth of the human mind and I would like to start already um, with my thoughts. In our last episode we dealt with the duality of man our ability for incredible creation as well as for devastating destruction. And today we pick up on this discussion and delve deeper into one of the most fascinating and yeah, perhaps most controversial theories ever proposed about our darker inclinations. So it is um, Sigmund Freud's concept of the death drive. I came along this already last week after my last week's search. Freud is the father of psychoanalysis. He believed that deep within us lies not only an instinct for life, for building and reproduction, but also a darker urge that drives us to destruction, both against ourselves and the world around us. So he called this urge the death drive, a force that is as much as a part of our nature, desire to love and live. So... In this episode, we want not only to decipher and make understandable Freud's theory of the death drive, but also to explore how we can use this knowledge to grow as humans. I found it interesting, you know, so what can we learn from it? How can we recognize, understand and perhaps even embrace this dark side of our being to ultimately lead a more fulfilled conscious life yeah join me as we explore together the shadows that we all carry within us we all carry it within us and discover how recognizing and integrating these shadows does not weaken us but strengthen us it promises to be a profound journey that may bring us a bit closer to ourselves so ready to dive into the depths of our own psyche Then let us plunge without further ado into the world of Freud's death drive. Freud's concept of the death drive, or Thanatos, is undoubtedly one of the most fascinating and controversial ideas in the history of psychoanalysis, I would say. To explore this theory more deeply, we must first venture into Freud's mental universe, a realm 
where the darkest corners of the human soul are illuminated. Um, so, at the heart of Freud's theory is the belief that human behavior is driven by two opposing drives, Eros and Thanatos. The terms Eros and Thanatos originate from Greek methodology, but were introduced by Sigmund Freud into psychoanalysis to describe two opposing drives or instincts within the human psyche. I mean, we artists often use methodology like the Greek one or any other methodology which inspires us. I mean, I used a lot of Odin stories in order to create my art of it. Eros is in Greek mythology the god of love, often depicted as the son of Aphrodite or Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty and love. So Eros symbolizes the creative and life-affirming force, and Freud adopted this term to describe the life or sexual drive, a fundamental force aimed at preservation, reproduction, and union. In Freud's theory, Eros encompasses the tendencies that lead to building relationships, creating new things and preserving life. Opposite like, we have Thanatos. This term is derived from the name of the Greek god of death, Thanatos. It was introduced by Freud to describe the death drive. It is a hypothetical force that drives people to self-destruction and aggression. I mean, we all are often... I had it as well. Sometimes you think about your own death and uh, you see how your friends are coming and, and crying if, if you're dead, you know. But I, th I think that's not the death drive, but um, it exists. Freud postulated that alongside the urge to live and reproduce, humans also have a deeply rooted inclination towards destruction, withdrawal, and ultimately a return to an inorganic state. Thus, Thanatos stands for the forces in the human spirit psyche that are oriented towards destruction and death. As I researched about all this, I was wondering what inspired Freud's concept of the death drive, and um, I was wondering if it was inspired by the First World War, like other artists got inspired and developed, for instance, the Surrealism art movement, and mom, I was right. Freud developed these concepts in his later works, particularly in Beyond the Pleasure Principle in 1920, where he first postulated the existence of the death drive. The introduction of Eros and Thanatos was an attempt to explain the duality of human behavior and emotions, a constant struggle between constructive and destructive forces. Pleasure and pain, you know, it's all the same. These concepts, although widely discussed and interpreted in modern psychology and psychoanalysis offer a rich metaphorical language to grasp the complexity of human nature. They remind us that human behavior is influenced by a multitude of deeply rooted, often contradictory drives. Mm. Freud's development of the concept of the death drive uh, Thanatos no? was strongly influenced by the experience and collective trauma of World War I. 
Freud spoke as well with a lot of people who were suffering from trauma. So Freud lived and worked during this time and the atrocities and massive loss of life that the war brought had a profound impact on his thinking and theoretical considerations. Before the war, Freud's theory primarily focused on the life um, or sexual drive, like the god of Eros, as the primary force behind human behavior and psychological processes. World War I, however, confronted Freud with destruction, aggression and death on a scale that was hard to ignore or explain solely through his existing theories. The seemingly senseless violence and self-destruction that the war revealed challenged Freud to rethink his assumptions about human drives in Beyond the Pleasure Principle from 1920. Freud then introduced the idea of the death drive. He speculated that alongside the drive for life, reproduction and pleasure, and we speak here about Eros, there is also a fundamental drive aimed at death, self-destruction and a return to an inorganic state. I mean, he meant an inorganic state. I mean, try to see that in front of your eyes, what, what it means to be to be in an inorganic state, so I mean it's quite surreal. So it's Freud saw the destructive actions of the war as evidence of this drive, and attempted to explain both individual and collective human behavior through the interplay between these two fundamental drives. The direct confrontation with humanity's darker side during the war thus led Freud to expand the psychological model of of man to include this bleak but fundamental dimension. He believed that the death drive could explain not only individual psychological phenomena like aggression and self-harm, but also collective phenomena like war and violence between groups or nations. Like we all know currently, um, Due to the war, I mean, here in Europe, in Ukraine, and close to Israel, in Gaza, it is all very awful and surreal and and terrible to see that people killing each other all the time and killing, killing, killing for what? For nothing. I mean, that was actually the reason why I coped with this subject because I thought, hmm, maybe I learn as well something. So. I was wondering how could this insight solve collective phenomena like war and violence between groups or nations? Mm -hmm. The insight into Freud's concept of the death drive and its effects on collective phenomena like war and violence between groups or nations offers a valuable framework for understanding the deeper psychological mechanisms behind these destructive actions. Although a complete solution to such complex and deeply rooted problems presents a massive challenge, understanding the death drive can serve as a starting point, probably for developing strategies that could contribute to reducing conflicts and promoting peace, I hope. So here I found some approaches um, which I would like to introduce. So the first would be education and awareness, they say, promoting understanding of human nature, Mm, like educational programs that provide a deeper understanding of the human psyche. 
and our inherent conflict tendencies can help create awareness of the cause of aggression and violence. As well like developing emotional intelligence, so maybe training in emotional intelligence and conflict resolution skills can assist individuals and communities in addressing conflicts constructively and preventing escalations. I mean, I don't know if that still can help in wars, but probably if a society is educated, it thinks tries to start or to take a weapon in your hand. I don't know. I mean, we have there as well social and cultural initiatives. I think promoting empathy and compassion is very necessary. Cultural and social programs that foster empathy, compassion and understanding between different groups can help overcome the us-versus-them mentality that often leads to group conflicts. You know? So, and as well as, as strengthening community bonds, um, so in initiatives that enhance cohesions and a sense of belonging within and between communities can help reduce isolation and alienation, which serve as breeding grounds for the death drive, for instance. No? Um, there are as well political and diplomatic measures to that belongs conflict prevention and peace building. What we we have somehow international and local policies aimed at conflict prevention and peace building, including diplomatic efforts and the creation of institutions for peaceful conflict resolution, which is crucial. I mean, I wonder sometimes if this really works, but like I say, I, I still hope and believe in hope. This is so we have as well the socio-economic development measures aimed at reducing poverty, inequality and social injustice can address the underlying causes of frustration and aggression that contributes to collective violence. And that's why I think why it is necessary here in Europe to stand up for European Union and not against it. My opinion is that the EU can help states which are normally more corrupt to be more transparent. And uh, if you follow some rules, some EU rules, um, I think it makes it more transparent, even if then some political parties say, ah, but we don't want to have so many rules, but I think that's the reason why they say that is they have a huge lobby and they are afraid that they can't deal anymore with, with their corruption, you know. Um, well, however, psychological support and therapy is as well very necessary. So the access to psychological care, like providing resources for psychological care and therapy for individuals and groups affected by conflicts, can help break the cycle of trauma and use aggressions and violence. Uh, as well like promoting resilience. Programs aimed at strengthening psychological resilience can empower people to deal with life's challenges without resorting to destructive behaviors. However, although Freud's concept of the death drive highlights a grim aspect of human nature, it also offers valuable insight into the possibilities of transformation and healing. By exploring the depths of our 
own darkness and understanding it, we can begin to find ways to direct our collective capabilities for good. Resolving conflicts and promoting peace require a multidisciplinary approach that encompasses education, social initiatives, political measures and psychological support, like I already mentioned. So it is a challenge that demands both individual and collective efforts to create a more peaceful and just world. Be that as it may, Freud's theories on the death drive have been controversial since their introduction and remain a challenging and fascinating area of psychoanalytic theory to this day. Let's sum up. We have Eros the life or love drive, which is the force that brings us together, that drives us to nurture relationships, create and continue life. It is the energy behind our longing for connection, for building and preserving everything that lives and loves. In sharp contrast stands Sanatos, the death drive, where Freud saw in him the fundamental force that involves not only self-destruction or aggression against others, but also a deeper longing for a return to a state of rest, of non-existence, similar we already mentioned it, to the inorganic state before life. This notion may initially appear gloomy, but it touches upon a universal truth about human nature. The constant struggle between the desire for life and the inevitability of death. Thanatos and the person of balance. The real challenge lies in finding a way to balance these two drives, Eros and Thanatos. Freud saw in culture, art and interpersonal relationships opportunities to sublimate and channel the death drive by creating something new, by nurturing love and through the bounds we form throughout our lives, we can counteract the destructive inclinations of the death drive. So exploring Freud's death drive invites us to look deeply within ourselves and recognize the complex forces that shape our behavior. It's an invitation to view our darkest impulses, not as enemies, but as part of the wonderful mosaic that makes up human nature. By learning to deal with these drives we open ourselves to a richer more conscious life where we acknowledge and embrace both the darkness and the light within us so as we wrap up today deep dive into Freud's theory of the death drive i hope you found our exploration both enlightening and thought-provoking it's a journey that has taken us to the very core of our being revealing the dual forces that drive us towards creation and destruction. But our exploration doesn't end here. In our next episode, episode 217, we will extend our journey into the manifestation of the death drive in the modern world. We will examine how this drive influences our collective behaviors, from the allure of risky endeavors to the darker aspects of political power plays. More importantly, we'll explore strategies for personal growth that can help us navigate and possibly transform deep-seated impulse into forces for positive change. And we will find as well a couple of artists who deal with this death drive in order to create art and use it as a powerful energy. How do we live with the knowledge of our own darker tendencies? Can understanding the death drive lead to a more fulfilling life? And how can we, as individuals and as a society, harness this understanding to mitigate the impacts of aggressions and self-destructions in our world? So join me next week for a compelling continuation of our discussion where we'll delve into these questions and more. Thank you for joining me on this profound journey today.
At the end, I want to take a moment to extend my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you tuning in from across the globe. Your engagement and support makes this journey incredibly rewarding and deeply meaningful. A special thank you to our listeners in the United States and the United Kingdom. Your enthusiasm and dedication are truly inspiring. To our friends in Ireland, Germany and Mexico, thank you for your continued support and for being such an integral part of our community. Our gratitude extends to those in India, Spain, Australia, France and especially Argentina where our biggest contributor, Pastora, is coming from. Your interest and engagement add so much value to our discussions. To our audience in Japan, the Netherlands, Brazil, the Philippines and Sweden, thank you for your joining us and sharing in our exploration of the human psyche. Let's not forget our listeners in Belgium, Turkey, Azerbaijan, Indonesia, Malaysia, Trinidad and Tobago, Canada, Pakistan, Austria, Somalia and Uganda. Your participation highlights the universal appeal of our shared human experiences. Each of you, from every corner of the world, enriches our community with diverse perspectives and insights. It's a privilege to have you with us on this journey and I'm deeply thankful for the opportunity to connect with you all. Eventually, remember, the exploration of our shadows is not just about understanding our limitations, but about uncovering our potential for growth, compassion and transformation. And before we part ways today, a little invitation for all of you who've journeyed with us through the depths of the human psyche. Let's keep the conversation going beyond this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dutchlich at Attitude or at I Love Westcock Artist and Facebook for more insights. Behind the scenes content and engaging discussions with a community that shares your curiosity and passion. For those who are drawn to the beauty and creativity of West Cork, I warmly invite you to become part of our I Love West Cork Artists group on Facebook. It's a space where artists and art enthusiasts come together to share, inspire, and celebrate the vibrant artistic spirit of West Cork. Join us, share your thoughts, your art, or simply enjoy the creativity that flows with this wonderful community. Let's continue to explore, grow, and create together. Your voice and your vision are what make this community so special. See you there. So stay tuned, stay curious, and let's continue this journey together. Goodbye for now, dear listeners, and thank you for being an essential part of Attitude. Bye-bye. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion, and design podcast. Attitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.